Shira, Perik Pesach, Shemayla Pasuk Vav, we saw yesterday, and then we have Pasuk Zayn. And the Pasuk says, Hashem, Mervish, Umashi. Hashem makes poor and makes wealthy. Mashpil, he lowers, Af Meraymen. And he also rates them. The question is, what is Pasuk referring to? So it's just another example of the contrast of how Kaddish Baruch can change things around. So then the Torah, both of these things have been said before. In Pasuk Hay, Khan already spoke about those who are satisfied with bread will go hungry, and those who are hungry will no longer be hungry. But to say again, Hashem makes poor and makes wealthy, the Torah is repetitive of the same idea again. When it's, she says in the second part of the Pasuk, Mashmila, Kaddish Baruch loves and also raises that, we're going to repeat that again in Pasuk Christ. And she says, Make him the offer of will raise the poor from the dust. May Ashpur is there in everyone. We recognize the first part of the Pasuk. May Ashpur is from the, the garbage. Yarim Evian, he raises up, he brings up the Evian, the person destitute, has to search the garbage to find food. And to do what? Lahoshim in the Divin. To seat them with the Divin, with the wealthy, with the uh, this is the leaders of the society, the noblemen, and not only that, the kisei kavod and to grant them a kisei kavod, to grant them the kisei kavod means the throne, which means the will can bring them from that stage of destitution up to the crown. It's interesting that this is an aside point before we get to explain what Chana said. David and Melech is a very similar pasuk, with the exclusion of the last man. He says, he says, he says, he says, in the Divi Amai, and it stops there. Whereas Chana takes a step further. The Shivi in the Divi, the Chisa Kavid and Chilin. The Kodesh Baruch Hu gives them the Chisa Kavid. David didn't say that. The question is, why did he not bring the last quote which Chana brings? The Chana, what Chana meant was referring to David Amalek. He was the one who was brought up from being poor and brought to the Chisa Kavid, brought to the Malchus. That was David. And uh, we know that David started off his life ostracized by his own brothers. He was definitely the Dal, or someone who, who had been disowned by his family. And Kaddish Baruch brings not just to being part of the nobility of Israel, but he gives him the Kisei Kovit, he gives him the throne. And therefore, this would be specifically regarding David and Melech. David wanted to make it a more general thing. And that is that Kaddish Baruch has such an hog of bringing people up from poverty to importance, to power, to prominence. And therefore, we didn't talk about Dafka the throne. The Nadivayama is already left. There could be many nobles of Kaisra who were raised from destitution, who were raised from poverty. If you're going to talk about the Kisakov, it's only referring to one person. Only one person can be the king. And that would be talking about David himself. So that's the. So we see that, therefore, we saw previously, Hannah talks about how Kaddish Baruch can reverse uh, poverty and wealth. And now we see also, Yishakar Hashem can reverse. Uh, insignificance and importance. So she's described the difference between a Dal and an Evian. A Dal is a person who's poor. So on the so to speak, we'll talk about the firmer of society is compared to be the task. It means it's at the bottom of the ever strata of society there are. The Evian is somebody who's desperate. And therefore he's be, we, we describe him as being in the ash boys because someone who's brought to the level, he has to from the garbage to find food. And even from that level, nevertheless, they should in the divin. Because the Baruch can raise them to nobility. 
And this is the same principle as before. And that is, Akkadish Baruch isn't limited by the circumstances that a person finds himself on the contrary, they can change. If that's the case, when Khan has both described the, the change from wealth to poverty, and also the change from, uh, from nothingness to importance, so the Apostle Zion seems to be repeating both these points again. Hashem Ma'ishim Ma'ishim Hashem Ma'ishim 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 So, why do we need the extra pasuk? What's it referring to? So, there's a yesaid, which we speak about always in Rosh Hashanah, and uh, which really is a, a parallel to this pasuk. And that is the first point, Hannah talks about the extreme. The person who was desperately poor has now become wealthy. The person who was coming the garbage has now been brought to prominence. That's from one extreme to the other extreme. But, Within that system, Akkadish Baruch runs a, a smaller system, if I want to call it that, which doesn't have to swing as dramatically from one end to the other end. It's something which Akkadish Baruch balances what people do. It's a principle in the the world. Let's explain what Chazal say this. Chazal say that in the Midrash Kahedis, Chazal say that the Mechanisa asked Rabbi Yesim and Chalafta. And they said that once Hashem is finished creating the world, what does He do all day? So we all know the famous answer of Ashidukhim. There's a second Midrash where Rafi Yezim Kharapta also answers the question, can you hear it was a different answer? I don't know if it was a different occasion or if it was a different uh, answer to the same question, but Yezim uh, Kharapta's answer in the Midrash Kharapta says, what does Hashem do all day? He's buying the Salamis Perakia. Akkadish Baruch is building ladders in the sky. And what's the concept of a ladder in the sky? So he explains, sometimes a person take something which they're not meant to take. Akkadish Baruch decided, decreed, this is how much money a person is going to make this year, and a person can take something they're not meant to take. Whether it's by stealing, was something which wasn't coming to them, whether it was by thinking that they're going to make more by putting in extra yishtadvus and therefore working overtime and trying to, you know, to rake in more money. But that's more than Hashem intended them to get. And therefore, what does Hashem do? Hashem bayna leisulim umeridah. Hashem built him a ladder from the climb down. In other words, a person can try and over, overextend themselves to get more than Hashem wanted to get. Okay, Hashem sets the system straight. A person has more money than Hashem wanted to get, they'll find a way for him to lose the money. And the other way around as well. If for some reason a person, Hashem wanted a person to make more than he has, then Hashem will build him a sodom to pick him up. Which means, even though Rabbi Yasin Khalafta is giving a more graphic example of Hashem making ladders in the sky, what it basically means is that HaKadosh Baruch has a checks and balance system. Which means people can do, and people can try, and people can achieve whatever they can with human endeavor. And HaKadosh Baruch is always writing the boat, putting things back where he wants them to go. And therefore, if a person makes money they weren't meant to make, okay, Hashem will find a way to lose the money. And if a person was, money was taken from him, Shalaikadin, so now he's been impoverished because somebody stole from him or didn't pay back the loan, whatever it might be, so HaKadosh Baruch will find a way to get the money back again. And really the Gemara says this as well. When the Gemara talks about judges who judge Dene Mominus, Shalai the Pilatari, so the Gemara says that Hashem says to them, you bring Matriach me to turn everything back again. In other words, you made a wrong psak, and based on your wrong psak that you gave, you decreed that Reuben is to pay Hashem with money, which he didn't have to pay. So Hashem says, you're not being Matriach me, but now have to find a way to get the money back from Shimon to Reuben. And those are the Salamis in the sky. 
שנאמר, אליעזר מחלק את זה פוסק בדס, כי לא ממדבר וממערב, ‫הפרסונליסטי <laughs> Whatever amount there was lives on a person to get and he hasn't yet got, okay, so Hashem will pick it up a little bit and put it down a little bit and put him, in other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't just deal with changes from one extreme to the other. For each person, there's this balance of how much Hashem wants him to get and not to get and that's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to deal with it. And therefore, in the context of the Pasuk, that's the same, we said, Kedekim Shefet, Zayashvul, Zayarim, exactly what Chayan also says, Mashvulaf Meremim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts people up, HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts people down. A person's meant to get something, he didn't get it, Hashem will make, give it to him. A person's got something he's not meant to get, Hashem will take it away from him. That, the Apostle Zion is talking about, so to speak, the adjustments, so to speak, the fine-tuning of the system. The adjustments of the system within the framework that the world runs, even that, how much a person gets, whether it's in wealth, whether it's in importance, whether it's in COVID, that's all something which HaKadosh Baruch is adjusting the way it's meant to be. And then you have the extremes. The extreme we said before, the person who was converted from being extremely wealthy to extremely poor or the reverse, the person is brought from being at the depths of, of, so to speak, of being in the dust to the height of the kingship. Those are the extreme cases how Kaddish Baruch can convert the situation from one to the other. Why Hannah says both is because in a way each one is, a, is, a, is can be seen as the bigger nice. In other words, with those people who see the, the major reversal in people's lives as being more unpredicted and therefore more miraculous, more a sign of Yad Hashem, whereas a small event, a person makes a extra money, a person loses a bit of money, they don't necessarily attribute that to Yad Hashem as much to uh, the way the world runs. And it can be the other way around as well. Then when it comes to small things, a person can see, well, Akkadish Baruch you know, can uh, set up something which will cause him to lose money or, or get a bit of extra money on the side, but to see major changes is much less frequent, and therefore a person is less likely to attribute Hashem having the ability to change things dramatically also. Most people don't think like that. They think, you know, if I dive in, maybe I'll push will make life a little bit easier for me. It'll give me a little bit of an extra income. You know, things won't be as tight, or people have a bit more to spend, whatever it's going to be. But to dream about coming a millionaire, most people, that's not, that's not, in, the, that's not in, in their thought process. But it's not harder for Hashem. A Kodesh broker can change things from one extreme to the other, just like you can adjust, so to speak, fine-tune how much a person is meant to make his own. And therefore, Chanah includes both in filler. Once again, if, that's a, if Khan is talking about it, Fila herself, this isn't anything really to do with her. She wasn't, in, she, Hashem Danesa, gave her a child. But these events aren't really referring to incidents in her own life. And therefore we have to say that she was talking about the fact that HaKadosh Baruch is Kol Yochum. HaKadosh Baruch is all-powerful, and therefore she's giving examples of the different examples of what HaKadosh Baruch can do. So then... If you're going to see, it's talking about events in history, so eventually we'll still see the Targum, how he explains this people talking what they're referring to. But first to finish the Pasuk, we said that the poor that can be raised to the nobility, that can even be raised to the throne, the case they covered, but Kid Hashem Mitsuki Eretz. Because Hashem is the Mitsuki Eretz. What are the Mitsuki Eretz? So there's a difference in the version here, uh, what, what it refers to. The fascist of the Mephoshim is the Mitsuki Eretz are the foundations of the world. 
That's what the Redak explains that Mitzvahim is Milashi Lemudim, and therefore the Hashem is the foundations of the world. Vayashes Aleim Tevim. And therefore, Kodesh Baruch Hu Vayashes, He supports the world on them. So, what does this mean? That Kodesh Baruch Hu does everything because Hashem has the pillars of the world and He supports the world on them. What are the pillars that, is, that are being referred to upon which Kodesh Baruch Hu supports the world? Like I said, that's pretty much the most of the question explain it. More the same way, Rashi doesn't talk about this Pasuk, but most of the Hashem explain it the same way, and that is that she's talking about pillars of the world. And because Hashem has these pillars, so then He can support your base the world on them. Okay, who are the pillars? And what you're referring to? So, there's two, there's two explanations. The first one is that we know what the pillars of the world are. It's a mission regardless. And therefore, the mission regardless is that the social mudim that uh, the the special things that the world is kaim on, those are the pillars of the world. And therefore Hashem is principles on what He runs the world. Whether it's the, the principles upon which the world was founded, which is Torah, whether it's the principles on which the world runs, which is Emes and Shalom and, and Mishpat, and those, those, on those pillars HaKadosh Baruch runs everything. And therefore, having given examples of how HaKadosh Baruch can change, can change this position which people are in, and if they make the wealthy poor and the poor wealthy and bring up the, the down the lower the powerful and all the other examples that Hannah gave of how things can be changed but what's it based on? What's it based on? So that's what Hannah comes back to that Shem HaKadosh Baruch was running the world on the principles of world runs and therefore there's Emes in the world and there's Mishpat in the world and there's Shalom in the world and there's all the various things we spoke about in the world and they feed that HaKadosh Baruch runs the world and therefore if one of those factors would require that Hashem majorly changes the person's situation, whether it's to punish them, whether it's to reward them. So then, anyway, the, 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 the facts isn't something which Hashem can't change. But it's based on the, the, the principles, it's based on the, the status on which the world runs, HaKadosh Baruch Hu try, uh, decides uh, to, to move things around. And therefore, we have what we said before. Now, when a poor person, a rich person meets, and the rich person doesn't want to support the poor person, so then the din, he deserves to be in the position of knowing what it's like to be poor and uh, not be helped. And therefore, there's a concept of din which will dictate it, that, revolt, that there should be a role reversal. So that, in other words, the situation isn't what, defined, what determines what Hashem is going to do. It's the, the Mitsuki Aret, it's the pillars of the world, the Hanhagav HaKadosh Baruch which is going to change things. Same thing, Hanah. This is something which Rabbi Khan Vassman writes in his Agaris Tchesim Eisim. It's a very interesting point. And the Khan Vashin writes there that sometimes it could be Kai Israel deserve to be punished. And Din Shamal, Kai Israel haven't done what they meant to do, Kai Israel, uh, sometimes in history even there's been a mass uh, defection from Torah Mitzvahs uh, or rebellion against Hashem. And therefore there are times of the Basin Shamal, Kai Israel deserves to be punished. Says Rabbi Khan, there's a certain hog in the world that Kaddish Prophet has, and that is. And even if that they haven't lived up to what Hashem expects from them, but there's another hug in the world. And that is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the the Pasuk says about in Kahalas, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps the Nirdaf, the person who's pursued, the underdog, so to speak, the one who's falsely accused, or the one who's persecuted, like a day. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps the Nirdaf. 
And therefore, he says, there's an hug in Shemaim, and when Vaishwal deserves to be punished, so HaKadosh Baruch sets up a process where the Goyim are going to step in and persecute us, or discriminate against us, whatever they're going to do to us, because that now sets up in place uh, a concept in Shemaim where HaKadosh Baruch has to protect the victim. And therefore, in a certain sense, it's Kedai, and it's a, a, it's a technique Hashem uses that sets the going against us because that t- turns us into the victim and now Kodesh Baruch is to defend the victim which means it's, there's a certain anhaga running the world of Yosha of fairness and if that's the case in that anhaga the person who has been perse- persecuted deserves to be protected Kodesh Baruch is such anhaga and even if otherwise that same person was persecuted deserves to be punished but now that he's been persecuted a different miracle comes into play and then it's a Kodesh Baruch is the Vakish and therefore, he says sometimes the reason, the spiritual factor which causes anti-Semitism, it's an amazing point. The spiritual factor which causes the going to turn against the Jewish people is because that becomes the basis which Hashem can then rely on to save the Jewish people. They're being persecuted like a din, and if that's the case, they deserve to be saved. And this is an important point in Milan al which means that even if a person deserves to be punished, but if that same person deserves to be punished is being, so to speak, mistreated like a din, that's the reason to protect him. That's the reason to protect him because now he's the, been the victim of something he didn't deserve. And that's on how Hashem is for Israel. That it goes back to this principle. There's a concept of the rules Hashem runs the world with. And based on that, because a person, so to speak, is now in the category of someone Hashem looks to protect, they might not deserve it. Hashem will protect them anyway. Now there's a certain MS by that Bachana too. And that is whether she deserves her children marriage or not, the question. The one thing she didn't deserve, and then she didn't deserve that Pnina should, uh, should persecute her, and that Pnina should mock her, and she, that, that turned her into a nirdah. That turned her now into the victim, which she didn't deserve to be. That also works as a factor now to change, to, to reverse the roles, like we saw yesterday. And therefore she says, that Lekim Mitzvah Eretz, because Baruch has the rules he runs the world on. And that sometimes that's, the, that's going to be a factor which is going to cause the change. It's going to cause the change because now that there's that... Uh, now there's that factor which is going to dictate that Hashem has to defend or avenge the one who's been wrongly harmed, wrongly hurt. So then that becomes a reason for HaKadosh Baruch to, to change things dramatically in order, to, in order to uphold the rules on which He runs the world. You're talking about a Jewish oppression. Not unanimous in the but it is a And that is, we can even go a step further, and that is that we see that one of the factors which brought the sorry man to having a baby, was the whole story with Hagar. And you can think of that whole, that whole episode as unnecessary. What did we gain? What did we gain from it? Besides from the fact that we could end it with Yishmael. But even in the Torah, what did we gain from it? Hagar brought, Sarah brought Hagar in, then Sarah got offended that Hagar became pregnant. So Sarah traces Hagar out. Then he brings Hagar back. Then Hagar's sons are threatening its life. What, what did that add to the story? It seems to have just been an unnecessary uh, a necessary p- factor which is complicated things. But the answer is, there's this factor there too. And that is, when, when Hagar gets married to Avram, and Hagar becomes pregnant, so then she looks at Sarah and says, no, Sarah is not the Sadaq as everybody thinks she is. And that became a factor, which Ke'ilu, if that's the case, that, I mean, the Maisa went both ways. Sarah oppressed her, and therefore Hashem gave Yishmael, but she Ba'asim also belittled Sarah. That became a factor of a near-death as well. It worked both ways. And therefore, that became another factor why the Kodesh Prophet had to change that and give, and, and, and give Sarah Yitzchak. 
Until now, no one assumed Sarah wasn't a today because that's why she never child. But now Holger gets married and she sees, I had never probably become pregnant. So Sarah obviously isn't a today because everybody thinks she is. So then again, that creates a situation where Kaddish Baruch has to set straight. There wasn't the time Sarah was meant to have. She was a today because no one ever accused her otherwise. But Hashem didn't have birth with children until then. Except now that Holger had come and kind of cast dispersions as Sarah's titkus, now Kaddish Baruch has to step in to show Sarah isn't a today that became an extra factor, so to speak, in uh, the issue for her as well. Okay, we, we have, that's the, that's the Yisrael we see. That's the first shrat of Hashem B'tzukah Eretz. Hashem has the pillars of the world, which means the rules in which Hashem does, works, and that's how things change. There's another shrat as well, B'tzukah Eretz, for the pillars of the world, and that is it's not referring to the principles on which Hashem runs the world, but the B'tzukah Eretz are the Tzadikim. Um, the Tzadikim are considered the pillars of the world, and on them Hashem runs the world. And that's the Shatim Apostles. Like the Dak says, that the Tzadik is said, the principle that you say, the foundation of the world is the Tzadik. And the Shatim Apostles is that the Mesa, everything else is changeable. Based on what they deserve, what they don't deserve. But the the the, the basis on which the world runs is the Tzadik. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, um, settles, establishes the world on what the Tzadikim do, which means they are the ones who maintain the world, and therefore everything revolves around what the Tzadikim need. And this is a principle we learn from many of, from Chazal. The Ram talks about it a lot in his Akhtam, it's Mishnais, and that is that if, he brings the Pasuk, that the whole world is Kadai for the Tzadik, because the whole world revolves around the Tzadik. That's the pillar on which all, the world rests. And therefore, Hashem will change everything around what the Tzadik needs. Um, you want examples from the Torah? The world based on Him. And if that's the case, Hashem will change the world for Him because that's what that, that's the foundation of the world's running. For example, for example, the, we can ask this as a question. Uh, an event which affected world history. The famine in the time of, of Yosef. Think about it. The entire world went into suffering, went into hunger. The entire world had to go into Mitzrayim to buy food. The entire world was uh, reduced to poverty. All the money in the world came to Mitzrayim. And we think in the scale of things, what was it for? What, 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 what part did that play in Hashem's plan for the world? What did it do? It helped Mitzrayim. Impoverished everybody else. What, 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 what does Hashem want that for? And if you look at the story just casually, it seems like the whole point of it was to bring the brothers down to Mitzrayim. What, what, what is the point of it? That that way the brothers would be forced to come to Mitzrayim. They'd be forced to stand in front of Yosef. That would be the way that, they, that Yosef would bring Binyamin down. That became, it wasn't just a side, the side point that Agav, there was the famine, and Agav, everything else, so now Yosef's going to uh, deal with his brothers when they eventually come. That, that was the point of it. The point of the famine was that where the brothers would come down to Mitzrayim. And the proof of this is, is that when that's completed and Yaakov comes down to Mitzrayim, he gives Parabrach and the famine ends. It's achieved, it's achieved its purpose. The, the, the purpose was to bring them down to Mitzrayim. They did it. Good. Now the famine doesn't have to run its force anymore. It was meant to last five more years. Yaakov gives Parabrach and the famine ends. Why? Because the point of the famine has been achieved. So think about it. Something which is going to affect millions of people. The entire population of the world. HaKadosh Baruch did that whole what for? Because he wants, he wanted the brothers to come to Yosef, he wanted eventually Yosef to come, to come down to Mitzrayim. 
Which means, exactly this point, the world revolves around the tzaddik. Hashem has this plan what he wants the tzaddik to do, and the whole world's going to change based on this. And you can say more than that also. The whole war of the four kings against the five kings. What did it achieve? The four kings killed the five kings, Avram killed the four kings, so then we had a stalemate. They all got killed. So what, what was the point of that? Why did Hashem bring that whole answer into world history? The answer was, for Avram. The whole point was this, that Avram would destroy the four kings. And what did he gain out of that? So there's two things he gained. The first thing he gained was that he gained the Kohen from Shem, as we know. That's, uh, that's, uh, from then on, Avram became the Kohen instead of Shem. The other thing he gained is the Kedosh Hashem that he brought in the world. So it was worth moving four empires. To, and that didn't, they weren't nearby. Like we said, it took them years. They had to trans, they had to march their armies across the whole Middle East and destroy the Zuzim on the way and the Ashtar and the Rephaim and Ashtar's and this one here, that one there. The apostles just showing you what a massive undertaking this was. It's like, for example, if you give an example today, the Chinese decided they're going to attack Europe. Well, how are they going to get there? So they have to march all the way through Asia and just destroy everyone along the way because they're not going to get there otherwise. That was an idea of what the four kings were doing. They, didn't, they weren't near Stom, they were all over the place. They marched from, uh, from Babel or from Adam or from wherever they were, which is way in the north. And, they, they, and on their way, they had to kill everybody because obviously no one's going to let this army march past. So they did. They systematically destroyed every other country until they got to the to Stom. They destroyed Stom. Then they got destroyed. And then that's, that's, that's it. What did they achieve in history? And the answer is, again, the same point. Everything spins on the axis of the tzaddik. The point is Hashem wanted something for Avraham Avinu, so he's worth, it's worth it for him to move four major malchias, four countries, four kingdoms, to march them across the world, to come to fight the battle, just that Avraham will get to, get to where Avraham wanted out of it. And the other point is this was the precursor to Hashem's devote to him, you're going to have a son. So that all became part of Hashem's, so to speak, underlying plan, and that is, it's all Kadai. For the tzaddik. And the reason for that is because these people bat them. During their source, the world wouldn't be running. The world's running in the source of the tzaddik. And therefore, to use the world around the tzaddik, Hashem's prepared to do. Says the Rambam, it's going to break him. It's Kadai for a, have to have a king have scores of workers spending years building a palace. So that one day, in a, in centuries later, a tzaddik who's walking in the, in, in the same place and needs shelter from the rain will find shelter in that palace. And that justified the whole thing before it. That's the Raman's example. Which is what you said. Hashem Mitzuki Eretz. Akadish Baruch runs the world on the Tzadik. And he's prepared to change the world for that. He's prepared to change the world for that in very dramatic ways. In very dramatic ways. And uh, like I said, to, to cause world wars. The four kings, the five kings, the biggest battle we had in, his, in the Torah. To cause famine, which the whole world is going to suffer from. And the whole point of it, that one Tzadik, Hashem gets him where he wants him to be. Or does him what he wants him to do. It's a, that's, that's the that's the the hasaga, so to speak, the insight you see from Chanes Tefillah. Hashem makes rich, Hashem makes poor, Hashem raises up, Hashem puts down. Hashem turns everything around. Why? Because Hashem is so it's Because it's a tzaddik, and Hashem is going to change it all around. Because that's the, it revolves around what needs for the tzaddik. That's a certain hasaga which we understand is what Chanes say in Hashem. Rabbi used to say that. The Goan says. The Goan says. Kishev is a melech hashverish al kisei and he says, why was the Kisra Malchus of Shushan Abira? No one had ever had Shushan as the capital city before. And the reason was because the Hashanah wanted a throne. And the, and the only place where people could make a throne was in Shushan. And for some reason, instead of bringing the craftsmen to where he was, he made him make a throne there. And then he moves the whole capital city, which is all the dignitaries and all the nobles and all the government officers, and he builds a new city around the throne in Shushan. And what for? Because Malachi, Ishmael, Yahya, Shushan Abira. 
And therefore, that's all brought to Shushan so because Mordechai is there. And it's the same inside. Hashem could have Mordechai somewhere else. But it doesn't work about that. The Tariq is the axis. The world spins around him. You can make everything in the world change because it has, that, that's Hashem's running it based on the Tariq. And we said that's the, what, there are many, many examples. That's another one of the examples which we see in the story of the Shirei